Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of B. DB. You. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a good one. Uh, Let's go. He baby. just woke Goler up from his uh, his nighttime mm-hmm. sleep, so uh, well, we gotta get I, the energy I, in here. I'm bringing it right now. Get him going. I, I heard he's got some I, hot takes, so I, I don't yeah, even know what this episode's have, gonna bring. I may or may not have fallen fall asleep trying to get my. That's okay. Down, so. Oh, you did. You did fall asleep. You just get so caught. You know, you get in there like you get like. Get, you know, they snuggle right up to you or something like that. It's pretty easy to uh, mm-hmm. pretty easy to fall asleep. So, mm-hmm. Listen, I'm good. I'm ready to, to go. be at your peak performance. You must be rested. You know, unless you're Alan Iverson going out to the strip clubs all night and then staying up all day and playing in a game, you're not Alan Iverson, bro. You need that rest. You need to get that sleep. Tom Brady gets that good night of sleep in bed by eight o'clock, and uh, Gola took that little nap. So. I'm, I'm all for it. Nose. Get that peak uh, performance tonight. Love it. Yep. We got. Uh, it. It's just nothing better. Like, I, I don't know. Football season's here, and it's like I got some apples the other day. Uh, <laughs> it's pumpkins are on the front porch. We got the mums out there. We're like, we're we're freaking peak football season coming in. And, and I like. Looking back at three weeks ago, like, oh, we're a week away and how excited we were. Like, I'm not taking it for granted. I've watched a lot of fucking football. I've watched more than I normally do. Uh, I'm more of a football guy now. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's uh, the days are getting colder, man. The nights are getting shorter and uh, we're in it, dude. We're in it big time. Yeah. New intro. We had a new intro. If you didn't hear that, do. We do. Just want to bring that up. Best seasons change, intro change. Yep. Good point. No, it's it's uh, it's the best time of year, man. Like driving home, like I got about a half hour, thirty five minute ride home, and most of it's like kind of like I took it take like backwoods most of the way, and it's like there's there's trees that are like completely turned already. They're red and orange, and it's just yellow and fall falls here, man. And it's it's just freaking awesome. Yep, and we're coming off a big Patriots win this weekend. 
I didn't see that coming. Big one. Yep. Needed didn't it. see him beating Pittsburgh. So we'll just get right to the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, okay. Defense was good. Mitch Trubisky sucks. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> muff punt. Uh, Gunner Oshesky, and then the Patriots get a fucking massive break by muffing a punt, and it goes into the end zone, but by rule, it's a touchback. Um, just a horrible play, but lucky break for the Pats both ways. So uh, I don't think they win that game without either one of those plays. No, I mean I I think the 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 defense even the even the against the game against Miami they they contained Miami compared to what Baltimore did this this past some weekend which was mm-hmm. horrible. So defensively I haven't uh, really not a ton to complain about. But offensively it's it's still just a boring ass football team. I don't boring. Um, it's it's very bad. I will say Shory, I'm I'm probably gonna keep mentioning this all while he's like succeeding, but. Cole Strange ate Cam Hayward's lunch most of uh most of I saw that. And Cam Hayward is a fucking he's a guy and Cole Strange was eating his lunch most of the day. So um you know, it's still it's still only two games into into his into his season to his rookie year, but it doesn't look like that bad of a pick no. so far. My issue all along was not the pick, was where they it took him. Where they took him. Yeah, I yep. got you. And I get you. No, you're right. He looked he looked really good. Like he was okay. he was pretty good in Miami. He was really good against Pittsburgh and especially Cam Hay- it's like he was up he was under his skin, dude. He was like Yeah. After the play he kept driving him and Cam Hayward was just getting pissed. So well, uh, did it, you see well see. and you could tell you know, say so you could tell too because did you see Haywood on the, when they were clocking kneeling the ball? Oh yeah, the he first, was fucking the firing first out. Replays, it was like the first first time but, he did all yeah. the whole game. <laughs> it's the only time he got in the backfield. Yeah. I'll tell you what, as a uh-huh. uh, non Patriots fan, um it's like almost like how the mighty have fallen. I feel like five years ago, those Patriots Steelers, if they were playing, it's like must watch TV. Yeah. And for me who don't have a dog in the fight in this one, it, I figured it was going to be one of the most boring games of the year, and I think it probably lived up to that. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch a second of it. and um, I had a ton of okay Red that. Zone on, and I can't recommend Red Zone enough. It's fucking so – it just made my Sunday so much better. Like, holy moly, every score and play right there in front of your face. Uh, my fantasy team sucks. So that's <laughs> that's probably my biggest issue right now is that the Gators aren't as good as they thought they were. Anthony Richardson really hasn't stepped up quite like I thought he would. He's made some spectacular plays week one against Utah, but since then he has been average, um, just held in check. And I don't know if that's him or the coach just bottling him up. The Patriots are boring, and my fantasy team sucks. So, And I'm still loving it. That's how fucking awesome football is, and I'm still loving it. It's a good time of year. Like if my fantasy like baseball team like- sucks... I would be out of base. Like I wouldn't even pay attention to baseball. It'd be over. Right. Right. For sure. It's like uh, more things change. The more they say the same though. With it with the uh, Patriots and Steelers, it's like it doesn't matter. Brady's not there anymore. The 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 Patriots and Belichick just fucking own the Steelers the last mm-hmm. five years. They they don't be they can't beat them. Like everybody used to talk about that being a rivalry. A rivalry involves like two other like two teams beating each other on a regular basis. That's not a fucking rivalry. Mm-hmm. The Patriots fucking walk onto the playground. They punch Pittsburgh in the fucking mouth, steal their lunch lady, they go kiss their girlfriend. They do it every fucking year. They did it to Indy every year, too. 
So I I don't know, but it's it's great because I hate the Steelers. Are it's a, I think it's a loser franchise. So um, the fact that the Patriots are still beating them is fantastic. I'm trying to find what it is, dude. He's um, 12 and four, 12 and four against the Steelers in his career with the Patriots. Belichick is. Well, now 13 and four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like. Yep. Owns them. All right, I got some stats lined up here. I got some big stuff going on. You guys ready to go down through some of these? Yeah. Yep. All right. Joe Burrow, dude has been sacked 13 times in these two weeks. <laughs> That's a pace of 111 sacks for an entire season. Uh, the all-time record, David Carr in 2002 with only 76. Not only, but 76. First first year of the Texans, so, like, expansion team. That's how yep. bad it was. Yeah. So, um, like, screwed his career up. The Bengals sucking so bad, uh, I think a lot has to do with their offensive line. Um, it somehow got worse. Like, yeah. that was their issue last year, and they got mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, and they made some moves this offseason, like Al Collins, I think Ted Garris, and it was like, okay, maybe their line's going to improve. It's legitimately worse than it was last year. No yeah. doubt. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, only receivers in NFL history with eight games in a row with eight receptions or more. One second games with eight receptions or more. There's three of them. Antonio Brown in 2014, Michael Thomas in 2019 and St. Brown. Amonra St. Brown. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I don't remember him doing this to end the season last year. So obviously he had six games last year to end the season. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. He's a beast. He's, he's like tier. He's the guy whose dad was jacked, right? Yeah. Jacked. Like tier, tier two. Almost wide receiver for me now. I think where's, he's that good. Where's uh where he's where's he from? Uh US, USC. No. St. Brown? Yes. USC. Yes. He's from USC. His brother went to Notre Dame. Equinemius went to Notre Dame. He went to USC. Yeah, one's good, one's mm. <laughs> I've seen some stuff talking about like the Lions, like their coach seems like he's pretty fucking awesome. He's awesome. And then, like, with having um, St. Brown and Swift as, like, two young studs for, like, those, yep. you know, flashy positions, it's like they got some good good years ahead of them, I think. Did you get – real quick on the – quick on the Lions. Did you see what Campbell did to the um, – that skipper? Dan yeah. Skipper. It's awesome. That was cool. Like, lineman. he was a he, – he, yeah, he sent him out uh, – who had been on the practice squad for, like, what, seven years, six years or something like that? Mm-hmm. And he, after the game, he sees the first guy he sent out for the press conference, which was yeah, a pretty cool gesture. Got his first start. And on hard knocks, he got cut, and he was, like, almost in tears. Um, and you could tell how hard it was uh, for Campbell to cut him. But he had to do what was best, and he took some younger guys, and he kept them on the team. And then you don't dare to put younger guys in games. You would rather have them more established, even you know you don't want to let them go right. to free agency. So, uh it was cool. If if you hard knocks is this is probably the best one of the best years I've ever seen uh, with because of Campbell and it's like almost worth going back and watching it just even even you know like the season started and stuff because he's that good like yep. he really is seems pretty awesome. All right, possible MVP frontrunner Tua leads the NFL with 739 passing yards in two two games. So he threw for 469 this past week. If he goes out and throws 500. This week coming up, he'll still be five yards shy of the record for most passing yards in a two-game span. That happened back in 2020. Do you guys remember who it was? So two years ago? This month, uh, for 974 yards in two games. 
Come on, like so. cousins or it it's wasn't somebody amazing. Uh, Jameis? Yeah. No, it's our boy Dakota. It's our boy Dakota. Dak, yeah. <laughs> Dak threw for nine seventy four in a two game span. So two was gonna have to throw for five oh six to break that record. No way. Week. But how absurd is it that the top against Buffalo? Passing, <laughs> yeah. Top three passing uh yards right now are Tua, Wentz, and Joe Flacco. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So I just want to get this off my chest. There's a lot of things I've projected in the last month. I'm not one of those ESPN guys that are just going to sit here and ride this to the end of time that Tua stinks. Tua has been so much better than what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's thrown the ball well downfield. I think that the offense itself, a lot of these passes are wide open, but he's also just like given, like I watch him like scramble on a play to waddle and like third down and 10 in the end zone and he just throws it up high and like, okay, that's, that's good quarterback and go let your superstars go make a play. And, uh, when you don't have something and he's doing a good job, he's got some breaks, but I'll give credit to where credit's due, man. He's, he is the MB, MVP front runner. He got two studs, man. He's throwing two. I think it changes this weekend. I think, uh, Josh Allen proves a point, but. Yep. All right. Um, this guy, I feel like this dude is just impressing ever since he came to the NFL, which is shocking me. But Jalen Hurts became the only quarterback in NFL history to throw for 300-plus yards with a completion percentage over 80% and then also run for multiple touchdowns in a game. He had two two rushing touchdowns the other night. I I did not see this coming from him. Oh, Philly no. looks like a fucking problem. They do. Like, I know it's only a few weeks into this season, but they – it hurts just it's like a whole different dynamic. Like I, I was never like you never want a quarterback to be like solely like he. Rem- Hold on, I'm gonna slow down before I say something that's gonna be absurd. I was gonna say he reminds me of Josh Allen in a sense where he he doesn't need to run the ball, but he can extend so many plays with his legs, and I feel like it just adds a whole different dynamic to that offense. Um, and. Philly looks like they're they're a problem. I know it's early, but they they, mm-hmm. they look like they're going to be an issue. They're a top five team, in my opinion, Philly for sure. Yeah. Uh, and they got that boy Darius Slay, who is a lockdown right now, and he's ultra confident. He had more catches than Justin Jefferson in that game. He had two. Jefferson had one, which is incredible. And, and I think last week I last week I said Justin Jefferson seems like he's uncoverable. Well, apparently all it took was Darius Slay to cover him, and then that, that, that went away. <laughs> I guess so. But Kirk Cousins is going to a 1 o'clock game. He'll, he'll light it back oh, up. Guaranteed. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, they, Minnesota wins that game if it's 1 o'clock. Never mind. Primetime games, forget about it. Yeah. All right, the last one I got. Um, after only two weeks, there's only six undefeated teams left. We got Bucks, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, and Giants. A little surprising to me. Um and if you take just one of those teams, they have more wins than the entire AFC South combined, as that division only has one <laughs> win through two weeks. So AFC right, South hand still up. doing AFC South things. They suck. Hand up. I said, like, we did our previews. I thought for sure Indy getting Matty Ice was going to be mm-hmm. a bet. They stink. They stink. They fucking stink. And you know what? Again, I talked about this earlier with for the Steelers. The Colts, another goddamn loser fucking franchise in the NFL, hanging banners for being the AFC yeah. runners up. Like, how much of a fucking participation <laughs> trophy fucking losers can you be? 
It's the NFL. We're not talking about AYF football down to Hosmer Field. Like, we're talking the NFL and they hanging banners for me in the AFC run. Yeah. Just the biggest group of losers. So them getting shut out and, like, their dicks just punched in by Jacksonville on Sunday was just another fantastic thing to watch. <sighs> Jacksonville, a team to beat in that division now? Yeah. They got to be. I think so. Because even I, Tennessee looks bad. I was going to say. bad. I projected Tennessee go from first to last, and boy, they don't look good. Like, they don't have an offensive line. Tannehill has barely any weapons. I mean, Derrick Henry's a god, but if you know if he's going to run it and you put 10 guys in the box, you're easily going to stop him. And they're going to go to Malik, and they're going to go to Malik Willis. Like, they have to try. Yeah. The two best teams in that he, division yeah. right now are Houston and Jacksonville. They're the two best teams in that division. He, Houston's yeah. not good, but they look better than fucking Indy and Tennessee right now. Tennessee's a problem. I mean, uh, Indy's Indy's got problems. No, it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, granted, they were without like top two or three wide receivers, but they. they I mean, they're bad. It's fucking bad. Um, we've never really done this before, but I'm gonna do it right now for you guys. So we never really recap like the week that was, you know. So. Oh my God! One of the I best weeks like, of football. I feel like this past week was incredible. In starting off th- Thursday night, the Chiefs Chargers game lived up to expectations. I think that game was phenomenal. Like it came right down to it. Like incredible game all around. A little boring. Like I thought it was gonna be more scoring, but it was like a close game, which is all you can like. That 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 was nice, but I wanted to see like coaches on fourth and six going for it and shit in their own zone but they just kind of brand um, staley by the way i've been saying he sucks all along fourth and one from the 40 dude in the first half and all you got to do is go for it and you could be up by 10 at halftime you have justin herbert and now he punts it and i know kansas city didn't score in the half but i still got to rant about this it's been over a week what the fuck are you doing? Play to win, dude. You're playing fucking Patrick Mahomes. If you don't go up by 10 at he, halftime, he could be down. Like, being up, being, Patrick Mahomes being down 10 is nothing. That's, like, irrelevant to him. I saw a wild stat that he has more wins being down 10 points than, like, Justin Herber and, like, two through two other quarterbacks have combined or something like that. And it's, it's irrelevant. Not, it's something absurd. He's He has so many comeback wins, so. Um. One of the craziest games, the Jets Browns, the how the Jets scored <laughs> what fourteen points in the final like two minutes or something like that. It was absurd. And no, it Garrett was, Wilson. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say fantasy wise, I'm sure play, uh, people were extremely happy about Nick Chubb. Yeah. But actual fans of the Browns. Yeah. It was the one like one of the times is like the reason why you just slide down before mm-hmm. you go in the end zone. Yep. You give, because you the game was over. Yeah, you give that glimmer of a chance, give that hope, and then, you know, they took advantage of it. Yeah. So. Uh, by the way, real quick on the Jets, Garrett Wilson is that boy. Like, he was uncovered. Like, he, like you talk about Justin Jefferson being uncoverable in one-ones. He was, like, doing fades from the five-yard line and having five yards of separation. Separation. It was <laughs> bananas. It was like, oh, my God, he was getting guys to bite on bite on routes like I've never seen. Um. Another incredible game. Dolphins down 21 going into the fourth. They outscore the Ravens by 25 to win by four. Tua just throws his nuts on the fucking field. And uh, what do we got? Tyreek with 11 for 190 <laughs> touchdowns. Waddle That's had 11 for 191, I think. Yeah, absurd game. Uh, it literally has gotten to yeah. the point where Miami's just like, we're just going to give the ball to Waddle or Hill every play. And turns out if you give the ball to two guys who are incredibly fast, it works out pretty well. 
I can't no remember doubt. the name of the dance, but Gasecki trying to do that uh, dance. Oh, the Lucy. gritty. The gritty. Yeah, it's so bad, that was, dude. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh my god, that's like that's the fun part is that like when you watch in Red Zone, you see everything. So like yeah. I I was like, well, as soon as it happened, me like Nick was here, and I was like, dude, what did we just see him do? Yeah, that was that bad. was disgusting. Uh, did they but, say he was like practicing in his locker beforehand <laughs> or something too? Something like that. I I have wanted nothing more than watch Miami Dolphins explode as a team, and I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on it and say it starts this weekend. I'm gonna say they get hammered by the Bills and, and the implode starts this week because I fucked it up. Get a Tyreek freak out on the sidelines? Not this week, but it's it's the pressure's starting to build. So after all those games we mentioned, quite possibly the best finish of the weekend, Cardinals Raiders. Fucking Kyler. Same game. Pre Call of Duty uh, drop, mm. Kyler can be nasty, and boy, he brought it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I sat there when when the Raiders were up. Was it twenty to nothing? Twenty one nothing. Yep. Twenty. I was gonna ask you guys on this podcast. I I was gonna say how long before. How far into the season before Kingsbury gets fired? Mm-hmm. Because true, I'm really at the end of the day, yeah. like I'm not, that was a big win. Like, don't get me wrong, but if Arizona only goes like nine and seven or nine and eight or something like that, ten and they got to be. He's I don't think he's a very good coach. So like at some point they're gonna figure something else out maybe. But uh, I was like, oh, I was gonna t- I'm gonna come on this thing and like he's the first coach gone. I don't care. But obviously. I don't know what the fuck the Raiders were doing, but Kyler's both two both two point conversions Kyler had were like world class. Both of them were incredible. Uh, in your like Yahoo matchup, obviously for fantasy, it shows like your projections. And uh, to start the four o'clock games, I think I was probably like forty percent chance to win. Halfway through at halftime, I was like sixty five percent chance to win. Kyler had zero points. Crackle, you motherfucker. Text me. Kyler just saved your week. Went nuts. Scored like 30-something in the second half. Yep. And I got demolished. Uh, yep. So I appreciate that, Crack. Thanks for the jinx. <laughs> and then just the way the game ended in overtime with the fumble recovery for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty good pop. Was it Renfro? Woo! Was it Renfro dropped it? Yeah, which yeah, was his... his and it was good. the second one of the... Um... He struggled. Right, or he had one at the end of the fourth. I, I think. I was watching Red Zone, so it doesn't always show it. I can't remember. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I so, know By- Byron Murphy picked it up and ran it in. That's that, dude. That's the weekend review. Just a, a, a yeah, mayhem for every game. It was awesome. It was like Thursday, like you said, great game. One o'clock games were like, oh my god, finishes. Four o'clock games were like, oh my god, it finishes. And then Sunday night, I don't know who it was, but Monday games were the worst two games of the of the week. It was like both games were over by halftime. The Bills fucking demolished the the Titans, and the Eagles demolished the Vikings. So it was like over before halftime, but it didn't matter because the whole fucking week before that was amazing. Yep, it was. I I want to before before we leave the NFL here, I got to get something off my chest real quick. Let's hear it, dude. I want to hear and it. And I alluded to this a little bit when we're doing our previews, and I am just so goddamn sick and tired of people sucking Russell Wilson's dick. He's not good. Russell Wilson <laughs> sucks. He's so Russell corny. Russell Wilson is a bad quarterback. Like I, 
I don't know what it is. I cannot believe that Denver gave up what they did for a 34-year-old fucking quarterback. He's not good. He's like, he won a Super Bowl with Seattle with a generational defense, and then he really hasn't done, he like always has like the first fucking, I don't know, the first eight games of the year, he's like, it's like Kyler Murray. Murray, he like dominates, and then he just fades off into a fucking an abyss against the rest of the season. You know what? Let me, everybody talks about how fucking good Russell Wilson is. They suck his dick all the time. Do you know how many MVP votes Russell Wilson's got in first place votes in his career? None. He has never gotten a single first place vote in the, ever, ever in the NFL. I and mean, he's a superstar quarterback. I don't give a fuck if you're a superstar quarterback. Somebody's going to vote for you at least one time as the MVP of the league. Not once. The guy is a bum. QBR rating, they say a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, his average is like 75. He's never hit 75. He literally like had years let me say one, two, three, two years in the 50s. Most of his years in the low 60s. He had one year. His best year was his rookie year, and it was a 72.7. And everybody thinks this guy is like a – Russell Wilson is not a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Not top 15. I, there are, I can think of 15 guys that I would take over. He is a bum. He sucks. I'm telling I can't. I am so sick and tired of everybody. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. No, you don't want him to cook. Hand the fucking ball off because if he's cooking, the food's going to suck. I'm telling you this mm-hmm. right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. I Quite. don't even know why I can't. I don't know why I can't this much because I don't like, I, I don't care for Denver. I don't even, it just, it's amazing to me how much people gargle his nuts. And like, he's just not good. Like I, I get so much enjoyment watching him struggle. But question for you. If you were Bill Belichick and the Broncos came up to you today and said, we will trade Russell Wilson for Mac Jones. No chance. Wow. Dude, Russ isn't good. Russ can't perform at a high level with very good wide receivers. He sure as fuck isn't going to New England with that bunch of scrubs <laughs> and doing anything any better. Uh, like, I don't, I mean, okay. He hey, is bad. Look at but I don't know if there's ever been a coach who's had a one-in-one start and looks worse in his career than Nathaniel Hackett. Did you guys – I don't know if you guys watched it. I've never seen this in my life. Do you know that they had three delay of games in that game this week? They only had two all of last year. The fans in the fourth quarter, every time the play clock ran down, from 10 to 0, they started chanting 10, 9, Eight, so they wouldn't have another delay a game, and they were just yeah. mocking the coaches in Russell Russell Wilson. It was unbelievable. It's brutal. No, it's. I yeah, agree. I don't. Not... I hate this guy. I think he's. I think he's just so. Cor- I I know. I probably sound like an idiot saying it. He don't have that dog. He don't have a dog in him. He does not have like he wants to go and he wants to do dance with the stars and shit like that and be like a. He wants all the. He wants all the attention. But he's never going to be that dog. No, and he, the thing is, and he's never had, I mean, he's only had four seasons where he's had over 10 interceptions, which I just, he just, he hasn't, he, he, could, he can't get it done without like a, a generational defense. The Legion of Boom was no longer the Legion of Boom. And then the Seahawks were complete dog shit and didn't do much because Ross wasn't very good. Yeah, he only Ross, won this week it, because of that defense. 
They yeah, held them to six is, fucking points. And it was Houston. Any other team, and Denver's losing that game. Mm-hmm. But Houston's got a worse quarterback than him. There's That's one quarterback I would take Russ over. Fucking Davis Mills. But I, Davis. No, I'm out on Russ. The guy sucks. The fact Good. that Denver gave up four first-round picks and three players for a 34-year-old fucking quarterback is nuts to me. Listen, if you're going to make any bets this weekend in the NFL, just bet for Russ to go for about 400 and fucking four mm-hmm. tutties after that. Yep. No, no, and I agree. That's just what's happened in our – like, I've ripped Tua. The guy goes nuts. We ripped I, – I, I could probably list five or six guys. We rip them, they go nuts. Maybe I Who should rip – 49ers. Yeah, no, you ain't – 49 is going to beat the wheels off him. Sunday night game. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Who would you rather have, Jimmy or uh, Russell Wilson? Right now? Jimmy. Yeah. Wow. It's close. Wow. He's out. Hot takes. Yeah, I don't know. It's close. KG doesn't agree with anything I'm saying. I can tell. Yeah, no, I mean, he hasn't been, he has not been good the last couple seasons, Russell. Even like, I, I want to say that he's in a new system, he's on a new team with new everything, and he's going to come out of it. But it's like, he he sucked last year, and he was he was with that team for 10 years. So I don't, and like, it's not a good what, argument for me. What's crazy is that he wanted out of Seattle because he wanted to throw the ball more. And it's like, it's been, it's clearly evident that, Denver, they're better off running the football. They have a very good like running back core, I think, with the Javante, Javante Williams. That guy's an animal. Gordon. That's what I mean. Like they should just pound the football, but right. Russ want people want to let they want to let Russ cook, which is I'm telling you, is not a good idea. They were something like from the one yard line, they were like 0 for seven, and six of them were passes. It's like what the fuck are you guys doing? You have Javante Williams. Yeah, Pete Carroll had Marshawn Lynch too. So, I mean, they went for it on. For one was Melvin Gordon who fumbled, and one was Javante who fumbled. Can't make it up. I, I don't know. I will. All right, just um, I feel like you could you could freak out on Russell a lot because he does he does suck. But the biggest news of the weekend could be Notre Dame getting their first W in the year. <laughs> Yeah, they tried I mean, giving it away. They tried to they give that game away, man. They, they did, man. <laughs> it was I. We were, we were talking in the group chat. Um, and Shory alluded to it too, and it's like I've never seen a kid come in the game and be more fucking nervous and not know what was going on than Drew Pine. He was awful in the first half. Couldn't cut. Yeah, like he couldn't catch snaps. Fumbling all over the fucking place. Missing guys that were wide open. Um, he, he settled down in the second half, and they, he looked a lot better in the second half. And they finally, uh, they finally got it done. But um, this yeah, is the I, best I, way I can explain it. Have you ever gone to like an AYF, like Pop Warner football game? The quarterback is standing, and they get like their first time. Their coach calls shotgun. Quarterback gets back there, and they're not really sure what they do with their hands, so they just like hold them like this, like the quarterback. That's how. Pine was. He looked like the most unathletic thing I've ever seen, like scared behind the center. And like the first couple snaps, I'm not shitting you, they went through his hands and hit him in the fucking face mask. I was like, what are you oh, he doing? Was, he was a disaster. He he did look he looked 
so much more comfortable in the second half. But yeah. Uh, wow. At first I was like, I was like, I felt bad for the kid, but he he's going to Notre Dame and he's, he's doing okay. Uh, Cal's quarterback, Jack Plummer, son of Jake Plummer, which didn't know, but I did not was, know that. He, I didn't even catch it. Yeah. He was making yeah. some plays in the, on like in the fourth quarter, dude, like with his legs. Yeah. With his legs. Seems, like, yeah. Yeah. But solid. they made it. They made it into a game. Uh, Florida squeaked by South South Florida. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not I, they're, they're not, not good. they're not they're not bad. I mean, that, sorry. It all they're, depends they're, how Anthony Richardson played, and he hasn't played. He played good week one against Utah, and Utah's good, by the way. I think yeah, we're seeing that. No, 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 no. Florida and their fans, as I alluded to when you guys lost to Kentucky. Kentucky's good. We're up the Sunday River. No, Kentucky is good. Very good. But it's Florida and their fans. It was like Jim in American Pie. Like yeah. they didn't even like didn't even stop fooling around with Naughty here. And it was just like <laughs> all over the place. Like it's just. I think I've said this from the beginning. They beat Utah and they beat Utah. And you're like they should be ranked higher than 15. This is they should like have been one in the top 10. In the country. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see that to when 25. they play Tennessee this weekend. But tennis, they're going too rocky to. I've said this before. They're they're gonna struggle with some games this year because they're so young. They they had two starting seniors. They're down to one. Uh, it's it's just a young core of kids, and they're just figuring it out on the fly. And you know what? They're scrambling. Their coach is figuring it out on the fly. He's figuring out who these kids are. He didn't recruit them. It's his first year with them. I'm not panicking. I'm excited about what the future brings. You know what? This is a good segue because we have our five football matchups for the week here. And the first matchup we're going to talk about is Florida traveling to Tennessee. The Saturday game at 3.30. Uh, Florida 20th team in the nation. Tennessee 11th team in the nation. Tennessee, when I checked it, I think this morning was favored by 10 and a half. Going into this I morning. think I started 11 a little 11. bit later today. I got it at 10 and a half right now. Yep. 10 Just check before I started. Yep. Uh, this is this is a no-brainer. Uh, this is still at zero passing touchdowns in the year. Just so you wonder. Saving them. Everyone knows that when you're a good quarterback, <laughs> you save them. Why you're would you use them all early and show them all the good plays? You're so fucking delusional. More tackles on the year than passing touchdowns. <laughs> Jesus Anthony Christ. Anthony Richardson saving the tutties. Uh, oh, the brightest quarterback in college football will go in there and shit stomp all over Tennessee. Uh, it's just, it's just natural. It's just what it's, it's what happens in this series. Last 15 years, Tennessee has won once Joshua Dobbs senior year, that ugly motherfucker. And that's because we were shocked to see that that ugly of a motherfucker could be quarterback. He is the ugliest human being on this planet. Anyways, that's how we lost that game. We don't lose the Tennessee. So we, this can be your underdog, the money line, money line underdog. Yeah. It's it 100% is. Wow. But we'll get to that later. 15 years. Plus, and like I said, history means nothing, but Anthony Richardson means everything. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, I just, I don't like Florida in this game at all. Um, I think the issue is, is like, yeah, like, sure, he keeps going back and forth and saying, it's, and all that, all that matters is it's Anthony Richardson. Well, Anthony, the fact is, Anthony Richardson's, um, only thrown for 423 yards, no touchdowns, and four picks. Electric factory with his legs, but he's the he's the he's not the best quarterback in this game. He may eventually be, but Hendon Hooker's better than him right now. 
games in Knoxville. I don't think Florida's offense can keep up with Tennessee, and I don't think Florida's defense is good enough to slow Tennessee down. Um, I like Tennessee in this game. Uh, yeah, and I'd like Tennessee to cover the cover the points too. Tennessee's averaging 560 yards of total offense a game, 52 points a game, fourth in the nation for both of those. They're just uh, they're a train right now, man. I think you want to hop aboard that Tennessee train. I, I was, I'm not going to lie, when I first started, I was shocked that the line was that high. But Vegas is usually pretty spot on about most things. And I think they, they, they realize that. Saving it. They, they don't realize that Anthony Richardson is saving it. When I talked to him, he said, don't worry, I got something in my oh back my pocket. God, it's all good. It's all good. When you know you're playing your little brother, Tennessee, when you know you're playing your little brother, you just shit stomp them. Like you don't give them nothing. They go up for a fucking basket. What do you do to your little brother? You put them on the ground. You rub their face with dirt. That's what we do with Tennessee. That's so, my so, little brother. So Tennessee's your little brother. So then basically what you're saying is that's what Georgia does to Florida then. No, recently, no <laughs> doubt. But the last 15 years, they probably beat us five, <laughs> 10 times. Not one. That's a lot in 15 years. That's 66% of the time, not fucking 93% of the time. All right. Moving on. Little brother, Tennessee. And we're actually going to get a little ACC football talk in here. Uh, ACC, maybe on the uppity up. I don't know. They've got, what, five or six teams in the top 25 now. Number five, Clemson's traveling to number 21, Wake Forest. uh, Saturday noontime game. Clemson, last I checked, seven and a half point favorite on the road. Angulaia sucks. I I, say, I love Wake Forest in this game. Mm-hmm. They have the better quarterback. They're motivated. Sam Hartman <laughs> looked look good the last few weeks. I love Wake Forest in this game. I think that Clemson's a fraud. Um, I I said that I, I predicted them to make the college football playoff, and that was because more or less because I thought that the ACC sucked um but I would I'm all over uh Wake Forest this weekend love them to win maybe we'll find out okay uh I just say that Clemson quarterback sucks I can't really see his name Ungaleo whatever his name is their defense though is all five-star studs so that that comes to play this weekend I think the game stays close, but Clemson's a better team with better better athletes. Clemson has not really played anyone this year. Um, Clemson did this last year where they were frauds, and um, once they started playing teams, they just started losing. Um, I think Wake Forest could challenge them here, dude. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just remember, well, I, not that it's a remember, but Wake Forest is good in my opinion, but they also played Liberty last week, which could have been you know, a trip-up game. They only beat them by one at home. So they're not like, like Liberty's not Clemson, but I also don't think like they were probably, no. they were probably looking ahead too. So uh, a little bit of both in my opinion, but I'm just, just putting it out there. They only beat Liberty by one. And Liberty, ha- you know, it's a little bit different, but Liberty has been a lot better since Hugh Freeze got there. So it's not like it's Liberty is, you know, from five years ago. I mean, they're, they're not a horrible horrible program like they used to be so mm-hmm. um i just i don't know i like i i just 
I love Wake Forest in this spot. It's a weird time. I, I know it's not a long travel game, but like a noon kickoff. Um, I think I think Wake's got the better quarterback, and they're and they're playing at home. So we are not going to touch on this game um, deeply, but I'm just going to ask you guys real quick. And we didn't even know we were talking about this, but there's only one other top 25 matchup this week. It's number 10 Arkansas is traveling to 23 Texas. Mm-hmm. A&M is favored by one and a half. Who you guys got in the game? A&M. Probably A&M. They are so fucking boring. They are the New England Patriots of college football. Their their offense is atrocious. Arkansas had a big scare last week too for Missouri State with a uh, yeah. I think I think Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a good team. I think they're a little bit on the rise, but I, I I don't think they're a top ten team in the country. Games in at Texas A&M. I believe. A&M. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm taking A&M. That right. so that literally took the words out of my mouth. I hope Arkansas wins. I think Arkansas will play with them, but something about a hundred and ten thousand fans is insane. That's what the second biggest stadium now in the in NCAA. It's it's wild. It is bad. Like I said, as bad as their offense has been, A&M's their defense is. Ridiculous, and yeah. they're gonna have to be because Arkansas is gonna fairly good, um, pretty good offense. And I'm drawing a blank on their quarterback's name, but I, yeah, I don't know. I think I just think give me a And M. Jefferson. Jeff- yeah, KJ Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. KJ Jefferson. Yeah. All right, on to the NFL. Uh, we got three games we'll go over today. Um, we've decided that we're always gonna do the Thursday night game just so we have different things coming in and out. But we'll start off the first one we're gonna go for is. Ravens head into the Patriots. One o'clock game Sunday. Right now, I think Ravens are favored by three. Yeah. Yeah. I saw last was three. So yeah. both teams one and one. So so Bill typically plays Lamar pretty tough. Uh because he has like a methodical defense where you're not gonna like rush up field and he's gonna get lanes to run. Theoretically, theoretically. He's still so athletic that he can do that. Um, I think he's one and one against him, but the one he lost was with like Cam Newton and Cam Sucks, and we know what happened there. I think I believe I'm not. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <clears throat> but Baltimore defense is hurting. They just give f- almost 500 yards passing to Tua, and I know that we don't have the weapons of Tua. I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think it's gonna come down to the final, but I still take Baltimore. You, uh, just real quick, you guys were talking about Baltimore having one of the top defenses in the NFL this year, and they are dead last in total yards given up at 473. Again. Yeah. Well, they're down yeah. to like their fourth and fifth corner, right? I mean, yeah. they still start Mar, not yeah, Marlon Humphrey, and then after that, it's just practice mm-hmm. squad guys. I so I th- I think the big thing that's going for the Patriots right now in this game is. Their run defense has been pretty solid this year. And Baltimore has no run game outside of Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins still hasn't played yet. And That's like huge. you just said, Shory, I think uh, where Lamar is really the most dangerous is when he's out of, outside the pocket and you're making plays and then he's just like on broken down plays. But I think this is a spot where if there's a, a team that the Patriots can get going a little bit on off, on the offensive side of the ball, I think this is a spot where they can do that. I think in the second half they showed some glimpses and some flashes of what they want to be as an offense. When they were, you know, when they needed to against Pittsburgh, that last two or three drives, they ran the football and they ran it down Pittsburgh's throat. 
and they put the game away, especially on that last drive. So I actually like the Patriots here. I haven't been overly confident in them most of the year, but I think it's the home opener. I like what I saw out of the offense towards it, at least a little bit out of the, towards the second half. And I just think the Patriots defense have been playing really well the last, you know, this so far this year. And I think they bought a lot um, Lamar and then they, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to probably, you know, they probably double Mark Andrews and we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm actually going to take the Patriots here. I think it's going to be a close game, um, but I'm, I'm taking New England. Baltimore just fucking dump trucks them, dude. Patriots are averaging 12 points a game on the year against the Dolphins and Steelers. Uh, only the Cowboys and Colts are averaging less points a game. I think that the Patriots just can't stick with the Ravens' deep uh, offense. Um, I think the Ravens win this one big. I mean, so the only thing I'm going to say back, going back to this is, and I know you week to week's not the same thing, the Patriots bottled up Miami pretty fucking well for the most part. They, their my Patriots defense held Miami to 14 points on the road, kept Waddle and Tyreek Hill fairly contained most of the game, and then Baltimore just looked like a fucking JV team playing against it. They couldn't stop Miami if they needed it, but for their life, you know, if their life depended. On it. So, um, I think the Patriots defense is good. I I do question there. Um, you know, if this game gets up in the 30s, I don't think the Patriots have a fucking shot in hell to win it. But I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be a lower score in the game than probably some people would expect. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm going to get. You know, no, one thing for sure game. is this Patriots defense is probably good. It's boring. And people remember like saying it sucks because you remember the Buffalo games from last year. They couldn't make them punt. Buffalo is fucking incredible. They're so good. And I think that people are starting to realize that, that it's not just the Patriots that couldn't force them to turn the ball over and punt. Nobody Everybody can. is going to be a struggle with the Bills. Like, if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to put up 45. Yeah, so. and I and I think, like, there's thing too. It's like it's a small thing, but I think the Patriots' linebacking core is way more but, athletic yeah. than they were last year. Um, outside of Juwan Bentley. I mean, I love Bentley. He's, a, he's kind of that one thumper they still have, but he can move pretty well sideline to sideline. But they're more athletic on the second level. Um, the only question I have, Troy, did you, what was the deal with Duggar? Is he, do we know what the deal is with him this week? I believe he practiced. He, got hurt. he did. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's big. Um, so I don't know. I maybe I'm overly confident after one game, but I just, I, I think the Patriots win the home opener. Um, I think they get it done. I want more Jabril Peppers. I feel like that guy brings at, like energy to this defense and I want more yeah. of him. I think he, he pounds people too. Uh, Sure, real quick, sure. You're not obviously going to this one. No? Nope. No, my first one is the Colts game. Um, later in, the, so my, almost all my picks are later in the year. Miami, I think, is the last game of the season. We're going to that. It's New Year's Eve. Um, Colts, and then oh, Buffalo. That's a good one. Nice. I can't remember the other one. So they're all uh, later half. Uh, let's get into probably the game of the week. The Bills head into Miami. Both teams two and zero. Bills as they're just a juggernaut right now, leading the league in points, second best defense according to points. Bills are favored. Last I checked, I just checked now. It was six points on the road. I it's you know it's just the Bills. They're just a juggernaut right now, and until until they lose, it's gonna be. I'm just gonna say the Bills are just gonna like pound everybody. Um, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's 
you know, the Eagles, I don't care if it's the NFC fucking Pro Bowl team. This team just pounds everybody. <laughs> and Josh Allen's best player of football. I've been saying that all I said that before the year. My projected MVP, I said he'd have 68 touchdowns. He's still on pace for that. Um, and I think he probably puts up four or five against Miami easily, honestly. Yeah, I'm all uh, like I'm with you, dude. Is, until somebody beats Buffalo and shows me they can slow him down, I'm gonna take them and I'm gonna take them to cover whatever line you fucking throw at me. I think they, I think they beat Miami. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a reality reality check on Sunday for Miami and Tua. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, until somebody shows me they can beat and hang with Buffalo, I'm not picking against them. Um, like. It's it's hard because like no team really knows the recipe to beat the Bills at this point. But do you think that a team like Miami, who it's weird to put our trust into Tua, but a team like Miami who can put up a lot of points, that the way to beat the Bills is to get them in like a foot race and basically see who can score the most points, or is it going to be a type of game where the Patriots play the Bills and the final score is like twenty to seventeen? No, I think it's going to be they have to get in a foot race with them, and you got to get ways to get Waddle and Tyreek in space. Um, because Buffalo looked great last year until Tyreek started fucking being, I mean, until Mahomes started scrambling and hitting Tyreek, you know, three seconds after the snap over the middle of the field with the defender chasing him. And then he would just next thing, you know, make a safety miss. The defender still couldn't tackle him. That was on him one on one. It's just, you have to get Tyreek in space. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to do that. It seems like Buffalo's pass rush is really good this year too. Um, so and, and they do it with a seven man front. They're not they're never bringing eight. They always have two deep safeties. Most of the time, it's six man front with two linebackers. Milano is one of those underrated players in the NFL. So this Bills Dolphins game is at one o'clock, same time as the Pats game. What you guys are gonna be doing flipping back and forth. I'm sure it's going to be the same channel because it's AFC teams. No, Patriots. Patriots are playing on Fox. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Anyways, I, I, I'll probably just do what I did last week, which is a ton of red zone um, and a lot of flipping. Just a lot of flipping. Uh, um, do you have two screens set up at all? No. Don't do that. But it's it's in the process. We're working on it. I will. Uh, I'll watch the Pats exclusively, I think. Depending on what time I get home, I might have to catch up on it, record it. Going to move a, uh, I think Sunday morning, going to move a, a tree stand. Uh to get ready for hunt season with my brother. So, but I will, uh, I'll look, probably just exclusively watch that game. The Pat, the Pats, uh, well, unless the Pats get blown out, then I'll, then I'll watch the other <laughs> one. But. All right. And then a new thing we're doing here, we're going to do the Thursday night game. This just allows us to preview different teams throughout the year. Cause every team has to play on Thursday. So some of these might be a little bit of a dud of a game or just games you don't really give a shit about, but we're doing it anyways. So Steelers headed to Cleveland to play the Browns. Both teams one and one. Last I checked, Browns are favored by four and a half. What's the over under in this game? Thirty eight and a half. Oh, I mean, the both offense is just <laughs> Mitch Trubisky stink. What what are they gonna they gotta go to pick it, right? You you just stole my lead. <clears throat> you stole it. I was just going to say, it's uh, Browns up by 10 and a half time. Enter Kenny Pickett. Here comes the rookie out of Pittsburgh. And he leads the hometown faithful from a 10-point deficit at halftime to a three-point win. Ooh. 
Kenny Pickett. And and he actually gives Pickens a chance. Pickett to Pickens is going to be just, you're going to hear that all the time. Well, well, he's always open. (laughs) That was ridiculous. The guys, did you see this quote, Kev? No. Oh, Kenny, uh, yeah, what's his name? George Pickens. Says he's all he was open ninety percent of the plays. He just didn't get the ball, and that any time he gets off the line of scrimmage, he's open because his strides are longer than any cornerbacks. So if he runs a four four, it doesn't make sense how anyone could cover him. That's literally what he said at his press conference. It was like I thought he was just like making fun of the Patriots that they couldn't cover him. They just didn't throw his way. But he was like my thought too. It wasn't like that. It was like no, I'm open ninety nine percent of the time. I was only open ninety percent of the time against the Patriots. Right, I thought he was taking a shot at Trubisky. Actually, I mean, like he, we should have yeah. won this game, but I no, it was because he's a big, fast wide receiver, and nobody should be able to keep up with him. And you know what? Oh, okay, that's lot. That's lot. That seems like most ninety percent of the divas in the NFL that are wide receivers, and like you have to have that personality, and he does. He has like uh, oh no, I mean yeah, it's better than fucking Juju dancing, uh, doing TikToks. <laughs> Give me George Pickens. I I want that boy in the Pats. And he's right. Uh, Give him a chance. The Browns, like I think with I think with Chubb, Chubb is I mean, I think there's probably five running backs you could argue who are the best every year type deal. I think Chubb's one of those guys. Uh, I think he's a beast. And I think Brissett is just doing enough just to manage the game at this point. He's not flashy by any means, but he's not like killing the Browns until they can get that fucking loser back on their squad. So I just think the Browns are I think they're good enough to win this game. I think the Browns I don't know if they'll cover the four enough, but because I think like those division games, yeah, that's gonna be an ugly one. Tighter, but I think it's gonna be another game. I think the Browns just got enough to to get it done. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with you. I'm with you, Kevin. I I think like, and maybe I'm just making this up, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like research it, but I'm pretty positive the road team in Thursday night games doesn't fare well like historically. Right. I think it's like the home team wins them games a lot. So that game's in Cleveland. I I think. I Mishabishki's horrible, and I agree with you, Kev. I think I think Brissett does enough, and Chubb just Chubb and um, yeah, Kareem Chubb Hunt. just eats, and I, I Kareem Hunt, and I think I think Cleveland gets done in an ugly, ugly, boring game. I think the biggest factor could be what logo is in the middle of the field for Cleveland. If it's fucking the Elf, game over. Pittsburgh wins by just walking <laughs> on the field. But if Might they go the back to like the Bulldog or like. Uh, the Browns helmet. Uh, I think I think Cleveland has a great chance. I like it, dude. I like it. Ugly I never thought game. of that, but it's gonna be an ugly one, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys? Uh, it doesn't matter to me because I feel like I have every streaming service, but like the games being on Amazon. Um, I don't mind it. I, I have mean, them all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is like. Depending on the third, like I'll put this on tomorrow, but it's like I don't, I don't know. I'm getting them all mixed up. It was Her- is Herb Street the Amazon guy? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of liked I I like listening to Herb Street. I think he's pretty awesome, and I think it's cool that the NFL was able to get him to do some games. So I think I it's, I kind of like it. It's him and Al Michaels, right? I mean, Al Michaels is like one of the best to do ever do it. So yeah. it's yeah. yeah. I will tell you what the can we switch? I just need to switch gears real quick. Go back to Notre Dame. Let's do it. They went from having like Mike Tirico, who was fantastic, doing that game, and I can't like I can't remember who the color guy was. I think Breeze did some last year. It wasn't that. 
listening to fucking Jason Garrett and staring at that dummy's fucking face. Jason Garrett is the guy? He's the color guy. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Dude, it's like the guy that's doing the play-by-play. They're going to have to listen to that fucker. It's awful. I was like, what the fuck? Does he have ties in our game? What happened to Rico? He's doing Sunday Night Football now. Pretty sure. Who's he with? Sunday Night Football? Oh, is, is that with um, Collinsworth? Yeah, is that why? It, no, Collins. I don't. There was so much stuff going like. like I know. Around. A lot of guys move. That's why I'm just yeah. wondering, too. Um, but, yeah, there's there's some guys that just ruin games. Uh, I can't imagine Jason Garrett's good. Oh, he's awful. That's rugged. He's just a fucking idiot. But Tariko is all. I love listening to Tariko. You can I can listen to that guy talk all day. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty He's good. had some classic calls. Yeah. There's some guys that are just like Greg Olson. I listen to and I'm like, wow, this guy's just naturally fucking awesome at this. Um, yeah. And he's gonna lose his job. When Brady's oh my god. Brady retires. got to leave. I was watching it on Red Zone when it happened, and I was like, dude, what? Is that the one you're talking about when he asked about uh, like a kid? No, he's just saying that Brady's gonna take his job. I think. Oh. No, Brady. When when Brady retires, he gotcha. signed that deal with Fox as the like color guy, and it's for the it's for the prime time game on Fox, the gotcha. national game. So, like Olsen's gonna be out because of Brady. Which listen, I can't blame Fox. It's fucking Tom Brady, but it sucks for Olsen because he is good at what he is. Very good. Yeah. Who was the one that said it's? Uh, this lineman's clearing out a block. Like Mark a, Sanchez. Yes. Yeah, that's who that was. Sanchez, oh my yeah. god! What a fucking idiot! I was like, "There's no way he just said that. That's awful." He's clearing Mark, out fast. I heard it like, live, and I was like, <laughs> "What is he like? Why would you say that?" Because he's a fucking idiot. And it was like such a bad one. Like it was trying to be funny, and it was not funny. Yeah. Wasn't at all. So bad. <laughs> All right, we'll get into our picks. Natty Light six pack picks. Best sponsor in the business. Best sponsor. I'll tell you what, week three was a good week. Got your boy back in the hunt. Had a boy. Biggest week of the year for any of us. I had seven points last week. Only one I missed was fucking Iowa. Uh, they're going to be the bane of my existence, I think, this year. I just fucking hate Iowa with all my guts, dude. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I went, uh, I went, what, five and one Gola went five and one. I just got the underdog one. Um, that's the only one Gola missed. It sure was three and three, but we're tight now. Goal is at 12. I'm me and Shuri at 10. So let's go. I feel a little bit better after that I, week. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't you, even know what I was going to say right there. You've been, you've been really good for goal. You just haven't hit your, your underdog yet. Mm-hmm. The difference. Yeah, because I think I'm like I'm like twelve and six overall. Yeah, your record's yeah. way better. Yeah. Um, who wants to lead him off this week? I'll go first. Fire him up. Uh, we talked about this earlier, so I'm just gonna get it out of the way. Um, I had it at seven, but I'm taking Wake Forest to cover the seven. I'll do seven and a half. I don't really care. Um, I have it at seven. At seven. Okay, let's do it at seven. You have it too. I have it the other way, but yeah. Wake Forest and uh, I don't care. 
Does it even fucking matter? Plus seven? So I guess it would matter. It gives you one point, but. Yeah. All right. I'm taking Wake Forest plus seven. So I got. I might as well just go. I got Clemson to cover the seven at Wake. I think it's going to be super close. I just think that, you know, maybe like a late touchdown or something uh, for Clemson's way. Ah, my first one. I'm taking a game uh, where you're listening. This will be tomorrow night. So Friday night, Syracuse minus 11 versus Virginia. Virginia is only averaging 18 points per game. It's 116th in the country. Their only wins are against Richmond at Old Dominion, who they barely beat. Syracuse averaging over 37 a game. The game's at the Carrier Dome. I don't think Virginia can keep it close. Give me Syracuse minus 11. Virginia stinks, dude. It stinks. You all right over there, Show Doug? I'm right here. Okay. Sounded like you were fucking doing some demo work in your house. All right. Uh, let's go. Um, I am hooking my fucking my tr- my car. What do we call that thing? Up to Kentucky. Kentucky is 25 and a half point favorites. I am taking Kentucky to cover that. Kentucky is 3-0 versus the spread this year. In Northern Illinois, fucking stinks. Relax. Relax the Kentucky stats. <clears throat> I'm taking uh, Vandy plus 40.5 at Alabama. I don't know why. I just think 40.5 is a lot. I think Vandy scored some points early in the year, so if they could score like 14, I just don't think Alabama covers 40.5. I've already tried doing that once this year with an Alabama. When they yeah, I know. It did not work out too well. Probably stupid of me, especially in Alabama, but. Uh, all right. I'm going with Oklahoma minus 13 over Kansas State. Kansas State <clears> lost <throat> Tulane last week, and Kansas State's going to want to run the football, and they run it fairly effectively. So that's I think that's the only way to keep this game close. But if Oklahoma gets up early, they're going to need to throw the ball. And Kansas State's quarterback's Adrian Martinez. And if you want to know how bad he is, ask Nebraska fans. No chance. I think Oklahoma jumps out early and they run away with it. Oklahoma minus 13. I was just going to ask you. Thank you for saying at the end, 13. All right. My third pick, I am taking Eastern Michigan, who is six-point favorites. I'm taking them to cover the six points against Buffalo. Buffalo is absolute trash this year. They've lost to Holy Cross. They lost to Coastal Carolina. And Eastern Michigan coming off a big win where they got Herm Edwards fired out of ASU. Scrub-a-dub. The, the president and the AD meeting him after the game in the end zone was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> for this one's for you. you. You brought up the stats last week. Kansas minus seven versus Duke. I know Duke's been pretty good this year, but uh, I think Kansas is disrespected. They should be in the top 25, no doubt about it. I'm taking Kansas minus seven. Versus Duke at home. All right. I, this seems like a sucker line to me, and I don't get it because everybody's anointing them there that they're going to the college football playoff already. But USC minus six and a half versus Oregon State. Um, I don't think the Pac-12 is very good, but I think USC is the best team in there. And I'm, we, I think we've all been riding USC for the most part in these picks, but I'm going to take USC to cover the six and a half. Mm-hmm. Who'd you say they play in? Oregon State. State. All right. 
I think the game's in Corvallis, but um, and Oregon State's three and zero. I don't know like if, who they've played or what, but I know they're three and zero. Uh they have it's they haven't it's not bad. I'll tell you that like they um it's not a cu- bunch of cupcakes. I don't believe. All right, my fourth pick coming up here. Um, I put this in at uh, 0.5, but I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking it at minus one and a half. I'm taking UNC to cover the minus one and a half against Notre Dame. Uh, UNC's offense, dude, they are legit this year. Drake May is slinging the rock all over the field, and UNC looks like they just stink. Wow. Notre Dame stinks, sorry. UNC. I would have taken that if I saw them, but I pretty much looked at the top 25 teams and I didn't see either Notre Dame or UNC. So I didn't take that one, but it sounds like a great bet, Kev. That game is in UNC as well, too. Wow, that sounds like a really good bet. Because neither one of those were top 25. I just couldn't find them. But Texas Tech at home versus Texas. Texas plays to their opponent. They have a good opponent. They want to play up. They want to play Texas Tech. People in Texas Tech feel disrespected because they think the best players go to Texas, and they're like, fuck you, no, Texas Tech is good. Texas Tech keeps it close. Uh, maybe if it wins the game, I'm thinking Texas Tech minus six and a half. Plus six and a half. Plus six and a half. Yep. yep. Not Mark, short, uh, mark me down for that one too, Kev. Quinn Ewers. Status is up in the air. He, they said he was originally going to be out for six weeks. Looks like he's practicing this week. I don't think he plays. Their backups look horrible against UT, uh, UT San, uh, San Antonio last week. Game is in Lubbock. You, uh, Texas X keeps it close. And I agree, Shory. They make they could win this game, too. I, I agree well, with you there. Funny you say that because my underdog pick is Texas Tech to beat Texas. <laughs> uh, Texas has not played a road game yet this year, and their only reason they're in the top 25 is because of a loss they had, which I think is fucking stupid. Just because you played a team good and you lost to them, it puts you in the top 25. I think it's a joke. Texas Tech is going to win that game. Wow. It's like, do I have to vote? Like, do I have to root for him to lose? Like, do you not get it? It's because you get all the points. Anyways, my upset is easy. We're going to the swamp. I mean, we're going into Tennessee. We got the swamp behind us. Gators go in there, kick their little brother's bitch ass, get the dub. What is that, 10 and a half? Tennessee. It's 11 and a half, isn't ten, it? 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Oh. I thought I, I saw it at 11, but. I put my money where my mouth is. Let's see. I'm checking right now. Yeah, 10 and a half. 10 and right a half. Yeah. And you're damn right. I'm putting like $20 in that money line. Oh, one. speaking of bets, your boy had a nice little win last weekend. Uh, I was waiting to bring it up. I, I It's on my list, so. Okay, but. all right, we can talk about it after. All right. We're. Uh, underdog. Oh, underdog. Shit, that's right. You're right. I, well, I alluded to it earlier. I think I'm taking Wake to win that game against Clemson. I think they have a better quarterback. The game is, in, uh, is at Wake Forest. I, I don't think that DJ Uyengale is a very good quarterback, and I'm, I'm taking the home team with a better quarterback. Uh, to win that wow. game, um, club, give me, give me wake. None of us took like cheapy, uh, uh, upsets. Like there, are, I mean, I think six and a half is the that smallest is, one. Yep, so, yeah. Uh, no cheapies. We're earning it no. this week. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then our over under on total points. I am gonna go on the big one here. TCU is playing SMU. 
The over-under on that is 71, and I am taking the over. I love it. TCU is 16th in the entire nation in total yards. SMU is 13th in the total nation in total yards. These offenses just get up and down the field a lot. 71 is a lot of points. That is a lot. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Give me the over on that one. (laughs) That's great. I took the opposite. I'm in there. I'm looking. I I had to. I just found it because I was in the unranked teams where Notre Dame was. And I found um, UMass at Temple over 43. Um, That's and my my only reason is because that's really fucking low. Um, I don't know how these teams are, but if we're talking about ex quarterbacks with kids playing, Kurt Warner's son just got named the starting quarterback at Temple. I don't know that for sure, but that's what Crackle said. Um, Crackle's a Philly guy. He's a Philly guy, Temple guy, and Temple has a lot of thugs, and uh, they're going to score some points, and 43 is going to be easy to break. All right, so... KG went on a diatribe about how good North Carolina is. Offenses, well, let me tell you something. Their defense is equally as bad. Um, they let, they've let up at least 24 points a game their first three games, including 24 to Florida A&M, who last week only beat a Division II school by 10 points. North Carolina's defense sucks. Notre Dame gets on track. Their defense, uh, their offense gets going a little bit. I'm taking the over 56 Notre Dame, North Carolina. I think it's going to be a high scoring game because Notre Dame's def- Notre Carolina's offense is very good. Notre Dame's offense gets going. Give me the over 56. UNC is going to have to score 50 in that game to hit the over on that dude. <laughs> Notre Dame's oh. offense cannot move. But I like it. They- I like it. North Carolina's defense stinks. They're they bad. Probably, they probably do. They're bad. Um, do you guys want to talk about over-unders? Did you see? I almost wanted to take it, but it was too fucking low. Did you see the over-under at Iowa Rutgers? It's got to be like 38. 34 and a half. Oh, God. Iowa <laughs> just can't score. <laughs> Iowa can't score. Is Iowa the fucking worst fucking team to win the nation? They, I, I said that A&M is the Patriots. It's probably Iowa. It might be. It might be Iowa. Brutal. 34 and a half, dude. I was like astonished. But I'm like, I literally, I I contemplated taking it. I'm like, oh, it's 34. Sorry. And Iowa's a seven point, seven and a half point favorite on the road and over under 34. (laughs) So bad. So fucking bad. Big week, week four. So obviously I've gotten Fagola back into actually putting money. Uh, Kev is going to be soon making a, a, an account, dumping in $10 here and there, and it makes games a little bit better. But I, I get a call from, so I've got a few people in the game when it's probably not the most uh, best thing to brag about. Are. Yeah, what a good friend you are. <laughs> but, you know, I'm you're, not I making my friends look broke. Anyways, Cole's like, hey, what do you think about this, this, this? And he's like, parlay in like four or five. And I'm like, dude, whatever you do, just just don't parlay. Like, you just don't hit parlays. Literally, like three hours later, watching football, and Fagola's like, hey, I'm on to something here. And the kid hit a monster. Yeah. So I, I bet, what I've been doing is I'll bet like three or four games, and I don't put a bunch of money on it because I'm not 
that no it just but it makes it fun like i don't care if it's two dollars it's fun so i i usually play 10 like 10 or 15 dollars a game and then i always come out i i go with usually what i'll do is i'll take some of the games that we did the six pack of picks on and i'll parlay some of them um in the event that i get like a perfect week but i didn't take them all um I threw $15 down on, I think it was a five, five game parlay. It was Cal to cover. So I was shitting my pants with Notre Dame ran that fucking ball back oh, yeah. right at the end of it. Cause that would have, that would have fucked it up. But it was, it was Cal plus 12 and a half Iowa state minus 18 and a half Minnesota minus 28 and a half Penn state minus two and a half and the over under in Houston, Kansas. And all of them had hit in the last game that was left was Houston, Kansas. And I had, I think there was like 44 points scored and it was like the over under was 56. So I was at halftime. So it was looking pretty good. So yeah, I hit that one for, was it 387? Almost 400. That's incredible. Bucks. So pretty nice. It was, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. So uh, pretty pumped up about that. Yeah. Like you, like honestly, with that amount of money, you can have fun with a lot of like a long time. Yeah. Just putting like 10, 20 bucks on games. Um, and even like putting in a ten, another ten dollar parlay here and there on ones that you think could, you know, like our obvious ones, um, like right, our six the, packs. Right. So, and that's what it was like those games. I was like, I, I don't if unless if I'm going through the board and I'm looking at it and I'm not like overly confident in them, I don't, I I won't put a parlay in. But like, I don't know, like those five, I remember just looking at it like. I am so confident that this is the way it's going to be on these fucking games. Like I have to do it. And if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit or whatever. It's 15 bucks, but I don't know what it was. I just, I looked at it and I was like, I'm so confident these fucking, this is the way those, these games are going to be. Um, so I, I lucked out. I mean, I know like I'm not going to do that every week. That's for damn sure. But it's a good start to the year. Pretty solid. Yeah. Yep. Pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I saw, I saw a cool little thing and it was looking at um, like, Prop bets for like specific games where you could put two props down, but they pay out the same no matter what you hit. So it's almost like a it's almost like a cheat code in a way. So like I think the game that was the example was this week the Rams. The over under for the Rams touchdowns the game was like two and a half. And then the over under for I think is Matt Gay as their kicker was like I don't know, it was like three extra points, something like that, right? So he was saying like he takes the over on Matt Gay hitting the extra points and he takes the under on the Rams not covering the um, touchdowns. Oh. Both pay out one plus one twenty five. So if you put a hundred bucks down on it, you automatically unless like Matt Gay gets hurt or something like that, you know. Yep. Gets hurt. Um, you're automatically gonna win like brilliant twenty five bucks no matter what. It's like free money. So. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Do you um do you guys wanna I know we haven't done it in like two episodes. You guys wanna do a little uh House of Dragon recap? Has everybody got caught? Oh up? I'm caught up. Now we got it. We usually should have started the episode. We started off with it, so I think that this was the best episode of the season. It was a lot of talking, but a lot of setting up, I feel like. It was pretty good. I, I, what I was saying to my, I was saying a lot, I don't know why I just said my wife, you guys know who my wife is. Uh, what I was saying to, uh, Lid after we watched it, that was an episode that Game of Thrones would have ended a season on. Cause there was so many fucking cliffhangers at the end. Like, where did Damon go? 
did the king die? Uh, where did, did, did uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Did he kill himself? Like all that shit. Like that was, that's a, like an episode they would have ended a, uh, a season on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was pretty damn good. I thought. And that's the last episode with our, uh, our two young girls there. What's that guy's name? Sir, her, her, Christian, Christian Cole or Christian something. Christian. That motherfucker was mad. Yeah, he was mad. He was Yo, that mad. Boy. He beat the shit out of that guy's face. Whoa. His face right off. Like, God damn. Yeah, beat his face There was right a off. ruckus and it was like, and then it, it was like, God, it looked like, you know, you're sitting there and it's like, it looks like Damon and Rhaenyra are like going to legit just like bang on the floor, like in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. And then, and then all hell breaks loose, but. Um. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty awesome. So that, so that was the last one. So Sundays when they jump forward. I think yep. jumping forward like ten years. <clears throat> I wonder if it's gonna like change viewership because I feel like people have like loved like this. Uh, I think it's like Millie Alcock. I think her name is. Her name? Yeah. Millie Alcock. Like I, I think she's great. I think it sucks that she's gone. Yeah. She was awesome for that role. So. I don't know if it's just like the role is awesome or she's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I almost but, feel like it's the role, um, yeah. having like a, that small of a girl be a dragon, have a dragon and just be like a powerhouse. So yeah, I think I think it'll be exciting. Um, uh, if yeah, if you had to pick your top three characters so far, on, I don't know if it's if you like them or if you think they're just the man or like the boss, uh. Let's take the th- top three most badass characters so far. Who you guys got? Well, one is obvious. Damon is obvious. So far. Damon is one. Damon's- it's not even close. I, I got a feeling at some point I'm going to like legit going to turn and I'm going to hate the motherfucker. But that guy is a goddamn animal right now. He, every time he's on screen, it's like, mm-hmm. what's, what's he going to do? And this is yeah. all, like, what the fuck? And you know what's unreal about him is, like, there's so many scenes where he doesn't speak, but just the, his body language and his facial expressions, like, he's he's un, he's an unbelievable actor. Like, the guy yeah. just is, like, you get enthralled with everything he does. Um, but So we all yeah, agree I mean, on that one, no doubt. It's, I mean, it's one, no doubt. I, I put Rainier in there. Yeah, I think Rainier is there, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think and then the I will say, like, based on like this last episode, I don't think the queen is somebody that you're gonna want to fuck with now. No. I was gonna say the queen. I was gonna say, dude, she's gonna start banging. What's his name? The first hand, the the guy who's gonna stab himself there. Oh, Christian. Christian. Oh Christian. yeah. That. Oh yeah. That's where that's going. Really. Yeah, because she's gonna get back every nearer. But I you think... actually think that's like she'd be that pissed off about it? Yeah. She wants to bang. She wants to bang her uncle. She, you know, she's a weirdo. <laughs> she's she's a weirdo. But yeah, I do. I think my third uh, is Lord Corliss. I like. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I also think he's there's gonna be some shit going on here. Like I'm curious, like who's where's alliance is gonna lie, and mm. I eventually like. I will say this, like, and maybe it'll be fine, and I'm, I hope it is. I hate the fact that they're jumping ahead 10 years. I fucking don't like it at all. I, I just, I, I don't know. Because like, to me, it's like, 
how do you go from what just yeah. happened in this in episode this past episode to 10 years like obviously so it's people just stop like nothing happened in between there that was relevant to anything now again we'll, we'll we'll see how they like they put a bow on it and how everything goes but i'm just as of right now i'm not looking forward to the fact that they're going they're jumping ahead to do it like, in I'm, between I'm, seasons I'm, yeah yeah like i'm out on that shit i i don't know we'll see we'll see how they do it but i don't um because to me it's just like you had all that stuff happen and then just nothing happened for 10 seasons no come on Yeah, I'll be curious to see how this next episode goes. How, many how about that? Is it more season ten? Ten. Is it uh, Laris? That little fucking snake's like Littlefinger. Oh yeah, he is. I don't. Cane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The is that? He's like little. He's he's like Littlefinger. Yeah. He's he the is. one that told her about the Rhaenyra drinking the tea. Yeah. And then he's the yeah. one that told that guy in the, during the wedding, like uh, House High Tower, when they. The green dress, but that's what their banner colors are, and they're ready to go to war. Yeah. So, I'm so bad with names, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> names well, are not. You my think that the, the and like all, the, they have so many fucked up names. Yeah. In the show, that's why I it's love like, that Damon is like can't fuck that up. <laughs> that <laughs> thank you for making him our favorite right now because that's an easy name. <laughs> The, yeah. the best was like in regular Game of Thrones, there was like all the crazy names like Tormund and Barristan, and then one of the guys was Kevin Lannister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, really? They just got guy. sick of like finding these, yeah. you know, weird names. They're like whatever. So good. <laughs> um. All right. Kevin Lannister. Does <laughs> oh, Does the king die? Oh. He dies this season. You think? That next motherfucker episode. was the guy. If it's a ten-year jump, he gone. Yeah. There's no, gonna, I mean, the guy was legitimately like almost falling off the, earlier in this episode, and like I just don't understand how he like makes it ten years. Yeah. But and that's this is the shit that I'm talking about. Like, if he's still alive in ten years, okay, that explains it. And I hope that he is still alive for this next episode because if he's not, then it's like. Wh- Rhaenyra should have been queen fucking however long, like how many years ago and like what happened leading up to it. So it makes me think that he's still alive. Yeah. Because if not, then like you skipped over a bunch of shit that probably like when shit hit the fan. So I don't know. It makes me think he's still alive. We'll see. It's exciting to have it back. It sure is. Um, You guys good? Good. All right, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Beers Dad Ball, um, and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate it, and stay healthy. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah.